Welcome to the Small Church Podcast, where faith, community, and ministry intersect in the unique context of smaller congregations. I'm your host, Tony Marr, and I'm thrilled to be joined by two men who are convinced they're a little bit more talented than I am. <laughs> that is right. I'm Robert Kill, one of those supposedly more talented guys, co-host and fellow small church leader. Together, we're here to explore the challenges, triumphs, and inspiring stories within the tight-knit communities that make up our smaller churches. And I'm Bruce Montgomery, the one here to bring even more to the table than these two and offer a unique perspective to our conversation. So whether you believe this talent hierarchy or not, you're in for a treat. If you're a pastor, a church member, or just curious about the world of leadership, you're in the right place. Each episode, we dive into topics that matter to you, from innovative ministry ideas to navigating the unique dynamics of a smaller congregation. So grab your cup of coffee, settle in, and let's journey together through the wonderful tapestry of small church life. This is the Small Church Podcast. All right, so Bruce, you're the uh, linguistics expert, the one who taught speech, communications, public speaking, and all of that for uh, decades and decades. I, I am curious. I know there's some science behind the fact that our voice never sounds the same when we hear our voice as what we think it sounds uh, is it because the reverberations within our head? Because I'm sitting there listening to our bumper as it's playing and we're getting ready to go live on this thing. And my voice didn't sound nearly as deep and manly as I think it does. But Bruce, you have a beautiful voice for radio. <laughs> like having a beautiful face for radio. Um, you have that I'm, too. I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any. I don't know any of the science of that. I just know I hate to hear my own voice. It's 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 not what I'm what I'm I'm used to, and I hear it. I, it just doesn't sound like me. And and even when I was when I was preaching regularly and trying to listen to some of my own sermons, it was painful because it just did not sound like me. And I don't know what the what the research, research would be, but I think you're hitting on it. You know, this will be here inside our own head. Uh, that uh, and I, again, you've got a great voice, a, a deep voice. I think I've got a, a good voice, a deep voice, but I, it doesn't come through my ears for me uh, and, when it's me as well as as I, I think it should. And then there's Robert. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> remotely claim to have anything like that. So my voice is, I have a, I have a face for live interaction. It's um, that's the thing. You do. Your face is very warm and welcoming. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that and my tea this yeah. morning. So uh, yeah, just and with out. that, welcome into the Small Church <laughs> Podcast. That was a great intro segment there, fully scripted by AI. And uh, no, we're not doing that again. We, we tried that one. That yeah. we're, we're not going there. Again. You guys still got to explain all that to me, AI. Well, so, when so, we figure it out, we'll explain it. As yeah. you can tell from the episode they listened to earlier, that uh, we don't know what in the world we're talking about. All right, guys, so we made it through the Christmas season. We are now a few days away from the new year, and we wanted to do something a little bit different with this year's episode. First off, if you've made it this far into the episode, we want to say congratulations. You've made it further than 80% of our listeners. Your checks in the mail. <laughs> and uh, uh, we hope that, that you did have a great Christmas, uh, whatever you were doing, wherever you were doing it, and however you were celebrating Christmas this year. Uh, we're going into the end of the year, and we wanted to take some time to kind of celebrate this first year of the Small Church Podcast, reflect on some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite guests, some of our highlights, and uh, just kind of have a, a recap uh, on the year in review for the Small Church Podcast. Thought that would be a good way to kind of wrap things up this year. Yeah, I love it. That's, you know, it's been a, I, I think I came in, did a couple episodes just as a guest early on and then kind of became a little more official part um september august september yeah, sometime yeah. time frame and um and so it's uh it's been a lot of fun these last six months kind of or i mean five months i guess just kind of sitting in and seeing a lot of good guests a lot of good conversations and i'm looking I, it's been fun kind of looking back at it and reflecting and yeah. i'm excited to hear what you guys think was most impactful for you yeah, so th this whole thing started, and, and if you haven't caught on already, Bruce is not here in studio with us today. We got him for one week, and then he's been struggling with some sickness in his family. And uh, we're, we're glad that you're on the mend, Bruce, but still not quite at a place where you wanted to make the trek across town to come and sit down with us. So we've got Bruce here, 
with us virtually. And Bruce, this whole idea really started several years ago when you had been pushing through the work that we do together with an organization called Higher Ministries, which supports and puts on the Small Church Podcast, that, Bruce, you were trying to figure out a way that we could expand our reach within our ministry and do more in the digital space, in the digital realm. And we talked a lot about doing virtual conferences, um, doing online coaching and trainings, and we, we ultimately landed on this idea of launching a podcast that would be focused towards church leadership and then a, a little bit more narrow-focused small church leadership, even though our, I think that you can still get a lot out of our show if you're not a small church leader. I know we have a lot of, of our regular listeners that are either just church attenders or leaders in, in much larger churches. But so we, we tossed around this idea of doing this for a while, and then we launched this out, I want to say, the beginning of May. And Bruce, when we started, it was just you and I, and we really didn't know what to expect with this. I think we were hoping that over the course of time, we might get some people to listen to it. Uh, one of our first guests, as Robert just said, was Robert talking about bivocational ministry, and that seems like an eternity ago. Uh, and then through, through that, I feel like we've gotten better at our craft at what we've done, and I'm excited to see what happens as we continue to grow in this and, and get better. Uh, we've developed more of a camaraderie, I think, on the mic and uh, definitely learned more about our audience and, and what they're wanting and what they're looking for. And, and it's been, it's been a, a great time. Bruce, I want to hear from you for a minute as, as really, if I'm being honest, I would love to take all the credit for this show, but it was really your brainchild as this is, you've been pushing for something like this for years. And so what was your, what are your thoughts and experiences of this being something that you've wanted to do for a long time and now seeing how far it's come in just a, a few short months? Well, I'm, I'm amazed at how far we've come. And I, I knew you could, you would do a good job, Tony, because uh, you got a great voice and you know uh, the media. I was hoping, I didn't really know what it was going to look like, but I was hoping we could do something like that there, where we could reach a larger audience and, and not have to uh, set up appointments with each group and, and, and continue to just to uh, redo the same things over and over again. And, and I've been amazed and, and extremely pleased about how this how this has gone and, and how it's run, and and a lot a lot of that much of that Tony is is, is a tribute to you uh, because of your expertise and your your uh, personality and again that you you got a great voice and so it will pull people in. So I think I think that we were overdone what I thought we ever would be able to do. And, and I think that the the truth of the matter is, as much fun as we have doing this together each week, as, as much of a good time as we have just sitting here and, and talking with each other, and we were a little late getting going this morning, Bruce was waiting on our phone call for about 30 minutes because Robert and I were just sitting here talking. And uh, that, that seems to be the case just about every week. Uh, the truth of the matter is this show wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our listeners, uh, for the audience. And I've been completely blown away by how many of you have been tuning in to the Small Church Podcast, how many of you have been coming back week after week to listen to what we're doing, uh, and how many of you have been sharing your thoughts on, on that and chiming into the conversation and uh, we wouldn't still be doing this. You know, I think there were some people that questioned, would we even make it to the end of the year with this show? And uh, I think there are two big reasons for that. Number one, of course, being our audience, our listeners. And, and so can't thank you enough for tuning in, for coming back, and for being just a great support throughout this year. And then the second thing that I think has been a huge catalyst towards uh, the success that we've seen, the uh, growth that we've seen in this show, Robert, has been you coming on board. And, oh. and the, the voice that you've added, the perspective that you've added 
to our discussions week after week uh, has taken us from from level one to level 20 or wherever we're at right now. Uh, so I think that's been a, a huge, huge thing. Uh, we want to spend some time today just going back and kind of reflecting on the last year, what this this show has has meant to us, what are some of our favorite moments through the last year, and uh, what are some things that we're looking forward to going forward uh, this year. So, uh, Bruce, I want to just chime in. We'll, we'll start off. We'll kick off with you. Is there an episode that stood out to you that we've recorded, one that you think back on uh, that really stood out to you as something that maybe you learned something from that episode, maybe you really enjoyed the discussion that we had that episode, or maybe you just wish that we could erase that episode from the <laughs> Internet? No, I, I, I wouldn't erase any of them, and I, and I really am happy Roberts joined us. Uh, he, he adds a, another dimension to our, our, our broadcast. But uh, thinking back, I, you know, a lot of it was listening to people as they talked about being bivocational ministers. I, I've done that most of my uh, career after I left, after I left to, um, uh, full-time ministry uh, and began to teach and do things. I, I really uh, enjoyed the, the, the flexibility of having, being able to come on and do things. And and but the whole idea there's a lot of people out there doing bivocational ministry, and I uh, want to applaud them because it's uh, difficult to do two two different jobs and and uh, to really enjoy both of them. And, and we've met some ministers out there, some bivocational people out there who do just exactly that. Uh, one one of them is one of my ex students, uh, Craig, and. Uh, He's up in Michigan, and, and he's been a bivocational principal, uh, and he's been a teacher. He's been, and all through that, he's been a, been a preacher for uh, 20 years, and uh, been faithful with that. And I and I I love just hearing hearing his story, and what it was about. And I've loved hearing the story of others who are doing things, and and giving me ideas too. Uh, so it's not just us giving people ideas, but we. I think I've gained as much as we've been able to share, and I hope we can do it for another year. I hope we can do it for more than another year. Yeah, uh, be but I, but yeah, you're right. I hope that we are sitting here next year doing the same thing again, talking about season two of the Small Church Podcast. Robert, what are your some some of your favorite memories of the show in the last year? Yeah, and I I would say this one sits pretty high with you as well, Tony. I love Jamin. Um, just, man, his heart, and I mean, we literally sat here and kind of wept together and laughed together, and I mean, just worked through kind of some complexities in Scripture when, you know, it comes to singles ministry and working around singleness and, you know, raising kids like you and I do. I mean, we talk with our kids about the value of singleness and the value of marriage and how both of those things work, but you know, don't, and, and just, it was just great having that conversation with Jamin. Um, I was even, just while Bruce was talking, I couldn't remember the name. It just reminded me of one, and it was the mentor, the mentor tribe. I, I would say that was probably one of my, my favorite conversations. And, and Bruce, that was a lot in great part um, because of what you brought to the table. Cause we were, I mean, I'm just looking at things from, from what I know, but you had so much insight to that. And so if I'm saying, hey, go back and listen to a couple, if you've kind of picked up on this in the last week or two and you've not heard a lot, I'm saying the episode on singleness with Jamin Rathbun, and um, I probably said his last name wrong, but, um, and then um, and then the mentor tribe uh, was just a really, it was just the three of us, but it was a really good conversation, I thought, around how we surround ourselves in, as small church leaders. Yeah, I think that the the episodes that have gotten the most attention that I've heard the most from are the ones from from Jamin and then the ones from Jim McLaren, mm. and it, it's because they those two guests were very raw. Um, they they didn't try to. There was no pretense. I would say with them, uh, you know that that Jamin came in and was very open. There were some very emotional moments there uh, where 
he was just very authentic with with his conversation, with his thoughts. And it's interesting because I would say the vast majority of our leaders, are, of our listeners, are not single. And a lot of small churches, which constitutes, uh, I would say, uh, a good portion of our listeners, I would think, since it's the Small Church Podcast, uh, a lot of smaller churches don't have singles ministry, specific singles ministry. And yet, I, I don't think it had anything to do with the subject matter of singles ministry that we were discussing in that episode. Uh, the, the themes that came out in there and the things that we discussed were really universal. Yeah, and, and you know, and the thing about that whole conversation too is, you know, there, there's not a lot of singles probably aren't coming to a small church. They're like probably looking to go somewhere where there's a few more people and they can kind of get in because if you're if you're looking, you know, it, it just in journey, if you're looking to find someone to live your life alongside and to journey with, you're probably not looking to do that. At, you know, in, you're probably going my my shot of a, that is a lot better in a church of two thousand as opposed to a church of of a hundred. And um, or a fifty or something like that. So, yeah, that that was just again. James is a special guy, and we know him pretty well. So that's a different kind of animal. But um, it was a really good conversation. I had a I do a performance storytelling on the side, and I had a, a big show a couple weeks ago, and it was at Jamin's church where he's the the singles pastor, and we're in the the big auditorium getting ready, doing sound check, and it was a, a big event that the church was having, that there were tables set up because there was a dinner beforehand, and then I was the entertainment uh, doing a, a show for them. And sitting there talking with the the tech guys, and we just finished sound check and all of that, and just sitting around, and all of a sudden I hear this familiar voice, my man! And I turn around and walking across, and this is a Thursday evening at like 7 o'clock in the evening, and he just comes walking over, and he's such a big guy. He's not he, a tiny he, human. He's, he's not, he's not no. a small guy at all. He's such a big guy that he comes and grabs me, and my feet are lifted off the ground. And uh, there's just something about that guy, that he's, he's a special human being that, uh, that yeah, love, love to see him and having those. It was such a great episode that who would have thought that talking about singles ministry would have generated two hours of content. Yeah. Uh, so we had to make that a two-parter. And I think that when you look at our, our numbers and our statistics, uh, his, his episodes were two of our highest uh, listened to episodes of the year. Let, let's kind of talk about some uh, the other side of that. Was there anything, any surprising shocking unexpected moments that we had during during the recording of the last year of our episodes i still remember being shocked when you came in and said that people liked some of like the randomness of our like like off rabbit trail conversations or some of the segments we're doing so um yeah i, I mean i thought all this i thought all the content was a good was good dialogue and that's really all we're looking to do is just dialogue but i thought that was that would kind of it's always weird to me uh what people take to and what they don't and yeah. i just thought that was funny because you've said a couple times like we're gonna have to delete that out and you didn't you ran it and people were just like man that's hilarious y'all are funny so yeah some of the biggest comments the greatest comments that i've got from people <laughs> is saying that their absolute favorite part of the show is just the banter that we have back and forth that uh, I even had one person say, sometimes I fast forward through your actual conversations because I just love to get to the, the actual banter when you guys are off script and you're talking and uh, you're just enjoying the, the authenticity, the, the realness comes out. And, and so that, that's, that's fun. It kind of, I, I think, Bruce, I don't know what you would say to this. I think our first several episodes, we tried to be very polished. Uh, we tried to stick very much to our outline that we had, our context that we had, whatever the topic was or the guest that we had. We didn't deviate from that. There wasn't the, the discussion outside of the topic or with the guest that we had. And then, Robert, I, I attribute a lot of that to you. <laughs> Enter me. A lot, a lot of the randomness came when, when you joined the show. And I think it just made us so, so much better. I thought and, I was at home there for a minute. It's my wife. That's about all I hear is the randomness of our house comes would from Would you just stop yes, rambling? please, quit, please. So, yeah. And then I wonder how my boys are like they are. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh, my. And Bruce just laughs at us. He just laughs, yeah. All day long. <laughs> that, that's, that's what 
Bruce, what, what are your thoughts on that? What are some of your surprising or unexpected moments? Well, I think the randomness of uh, some of the things we've been able to do and, and talk about and the fine humor in uh, has, has been very pleasant. And, and Robert has been a wonderful, wonderful addition and his humor and his, and his knowledge. And, and um, I, I'm amazed. I learn every time we get, a, get together from both of you, and uh, and I, I learned some things the other day I didn't really want to learn, but but um, <laughs> uh, I I need to learn about, and um, uh, so I'm trying I'm trying as an old person to, to catch up with some of the things you guys you youngsters uh, can can continue to do and and do very effectively, and uh, I was just thinking when you when you talked about Jim Jim McLaren, um, I've been communicating with Jim. Because he he uh, is, is a Methodist minister, or was a Methodist minister, who has had broken away from Methodism, and uh, now he is in the process of being becoming the uh, glo- a global uh, Methodist minister after the split that came and took or, took yeah, took place, or is still taking place within Methodism. Uh, he's he's one of those ministers who is trying to put things back together. And uh, I've enjoyed conversations with him, and I know he would enjoy coming back on uh, with us if you, if we would like to have him, and people would like to have him. He's he's uh, learned all he all he knows about broadcast type things uh, on the fly, and and he's not ashamed to tell you that. He's not ashamed to tell you mistakes and things that he did. So if anybody's thinking about trying to start broadcasting uh, their services. Then he would be another person who'd be really good to bring back on, and and give some advice and and, and maybe say some things, tell some people some things that, that they shouldn't do or what what I learned by by mistake, and uh, but he's he's doing a great job what he's doing, and uh, I've been trying to follow global Methodism uh, through him and and what's going on there and how he's um, getting a a, a ministry. Uh, within that, within that new body, and uh, uh, I just like to, I like to, to learn, and so, so when we were here, when we were here with you and Robert, I, I'm, I learn a lot, and uh, sometimes I, I uh, may, may know some things, sometimes I may have no idea what you're talking about, and, and especially on, on the last, the last topic we had, uh, I uh, have no idea. How how much a computer has taken over uh, communication? Yeah, and it's I'm it's been happy. it's been interesting to see what is happening in that world, and even some of the things that we were looking at going forward from there. In, in talking last week, some of the ways that Robert and I were talking before uh, we started recording on how we've we've tried to tie into that some a little bit over the course of the last the last week or so. I think for me the the big things that that were surprising or unexpected moments for me as as I guess I'm kind of the de facto producer of the show <laughs> and the one doing the the editing and running our board and all of that kind of fun stuff is we and none of our listeners would ever know that this was the case uh, that this had happened but we've had quite a few times that in the middle of recording I will leave our episode notes and come over to our recording software and see that we haven't been recording for the last 45 minutes, that we've been having a great (laughs) discussion. And so we have to stop and restart the whole thing over. And so some of those moments in trying to either recapture the absolute magic that happened in the take that we missed, or then seeing afterwards the way that that the second take turned out even better than the first take. Uh, that's been kind of uh, frustrating, surprising, and definitely unexpected for me. Robert, you talked about the randomness and how how that's been so much fun for some of our listeners. It is. It's time to dive into some of that randomness right now. <laughs> last week, we didn't get to this because we no. ran out of time and we were kind of flying off the cuff last week. It is now time for Signs. Here's your sign. 
So I saw this one this week while I was out driving around. It said, tweet others as you want to be tweeted. <laughs> That's your sign of the week. Shouldn't that, that, shouldn't that be like X, X others as X you want to be you want to be X'd? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't work as well now, does it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering how that how that's going to work. I mean, it's still it's weird to me. Like everybody still says Twitter or X, formerly formerly Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, and I'm going like like we're months and months and months out from this. Let's just move on. When does that stop? Yeah, I mean there'll be a day it does, and I mean guys like you and me will notice that. There's going to be a lot of the world that just goes, uh, "What's this X thing?" That they never even knew because it still says Twitter. Or is that their official name now? X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, Prince, you know, the Bruce, artist are, formerly known as. Are you a tweeter, Bruce? A what? Are you? Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was your that was your sign. We hope that you enjoyed that one. Uh, we're going to move on, and this is we kind of touched on this a little bit already. Back to our year end review. Want to talk about some some of our favorite moments from guests, and, and we've talked a little bit about Jamin. Both of us, Robert, you and I, both really enjoyed the conversation with Jamin. We had a lot of great guests this year. Uh, one that th there are two specifically that I think back on other than Robert, obviously our top guest of the year was you, I think in episode three or four on bivocational ministry that that went so well that we ended up saying, Hey, why don't you come join our show on a permanent basis? And, and so I think if we're talking about highlighted guests of the year, it has to start right there. Um, with, and, and so much in your life, if we just look back that that was probably, in May, when you came on the show as a guest, and your topic was bivocational ministry, and and so much of your life has changed since then. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's, I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, because we, I mean, we recorded, then it came out a few weeks later, and and I think it dropped in late June or something like that. But um, yeah, it's just a weird. Uh, it, it was definitely a weird season, and I, I knew that some time was probably ending, but I never thought it would land in the spaces that it has. And so, um, it was it was a good conversation for me. I, I'm still uh, by vocational ish. Um, it, it's I still do some other things. I just to kind of just because I, you know I need to, but it's. Um, it's really been a cool space. It's been a good opportunity to transition. It's been a lot of kind of refocusing and, and clearing my mind. And, and I I have loved being very bivocational for a for a season to where I've I've just got a better understanding of what my friends inside of my campus. I mean, like the people who come to church that I spend every week with that whether they're a deacon or you know a worship leader or a, some who just somebody who's sitting you know sitting in the in the crowd right now that's kind of new and trying to figure out what this faith thing is, I think that that has been one of the the big kind of revealing things for me is it helps me just to understand what they go through, what they face, the fact that they work forty sixty hours a week and then they show up and still serve and they're still apart and still find time for their families. And as a pastor, we need to, you know, kind of remember those things as well and engage with people and and understand what they're doing and have some grace and some compassion instead of just going, if all you people would do your job, then I could do my job better. And the reality is, is, you know, we're getting paid to be there. And so it was it was good for me. So now that I'm in a more full-time uh, kind of vocational instead of bivocational yeah. role, um, a more, more full-time role with some transitions at my church, um, it's been really still a good season for me to understand and how do I come alongside and partner with that. And this has been a big help for me, just kind of fleshing a lot of these things out. I'm asking as many questions as anybody coming into this. So. Yeah, one, one of my favorite episodes, one of my favorite interviews that we had was the, we did a two-parter with Joe McKeever. Mm -hmm. And Joe was a guy that I had just read a couple of his articles online. And the, the podcast was starting to gain some traction. We kind of said before we ever launched this thing that we needed to get through about 15, 20 episodes under our belt, and then we might have established enough of a base, enough credibility to where we could reach out to people that we didn't know and, and say, hey, would you mind coming on our show? 
And Joe was one of the first ones that we did that with that uh, he has written several books, hundreds and hundreds of published articles in, in a variety of publications. And I'd come across an article of his, 10 Reasons Why Small Churches Stay Small. And I thought a lot of his content was was spot on. And so I just reached out to him. I, I tracked him down, shot out an email and say, here's who we are. Here's what we do. Would you be willing to have a conversation with me to, to talk about you possibly being a guest on our show? And I didn't know if I would ever hear back from him. I, I didn't know what that would be. And he said, sure, I'd be happy to talk with you. And he he lives in a different time zone from us, so setting all that up, and then sat and talked with him, and, and he said, before we ever talked on the phone, he said, I'm not sure that I'm going to be a great guest for you uh, because he had had cancer in his mouth and had to have part of his tongue removed. And so he said, uh, I can sometimes be hard to understand. And I said, well, you're still preaching almost every week, are you? aren't you? And he said, well, yeah, I am. I said, I think you'll be fine then. And uh, the conversation with him was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Sitting down, talking with someone that has 50, 60 years of ministry experience. He's been a professional cartoonist for years and still to this day has, I don't even remember the publication, that a weekly publication that his cartoons are in, uh, his little comic strip cartoons are in. And uh, the the depth of wisdom that he had when it comes to ministry, to leadership, and just to life. He was full of stories. Uh, one story I think I even edited out because the story just went so, so long that even though it was a two-parter, um, it didn't tie in with where we were going, but it was just a great story that he told me off the cuff. Um, and and I, I loved that interview, getting to talk with him. And if you didn't listen to that interview, I think it's a two-parter, go back and listen to Joe McKeever's uh, 10 Reasons Why Small Churches Stay Small. We just kind of work through that article of his. Uh, I just pulled up some of our, our numbers and looking at what our top episodes of the last year were. And it's kind of interesting to see that our number one episode was Living and Loving Singles with Jamin Rathbun, part two. Uh, Part two was our number one episode. Part one was on down the list uh, quite a quite a ways. And then another part two of a two-parter was our second most listened to episode, uh, which is especially astonishing because, Robert, I think for you and I, it was, it was one of our favorite interviews that we did, and then it was one of those moments that we got to the end of Justin it. Nava. With Justin Nava on I, Church That's Martin. literally what I was getting ready to say, and if yeah. we could go back... And if I could go back to the beginning of this, and you're like, hey, what's something you would erase? I would say I wouldn't erase the the interview because it was a huge impact for my life. I mean, I took notes. They're still here in my, my computer. But I would totally go back and, and be like, man, that's probably one that I wish we could find a way to, to fix and to get it up there a little better because I know it's something you're not going to want to – I say you. Listeners aren't going to want to – to journey through because it's a little bit painful at times because it's hard to hear, but yeah. his content was absolutely amazing. And that's, you know, that's always interesting when somebody has a resource, um, when somebody has a book or they have a service they provide and things, it can start to come across like sometimes a sales pitch. And man, he never stepped into that. We had to almost draw that out of him. And he did talk some about the company and what they do at Nava Marketing and, and those things, but Nava Media. I mean, but it was it was unbelievable how good he was. It was great. Yeah, it might be something that we reach back out to him and see if we can do it again now that we've <coughs> figured out some of this a little bit more. Uh, the technology, because that was very difficult to go back and, and incredible content, great guest, um, and to go and the the audio quality was barely even listenable. And that was after probably 15 hours of trying to figure out how we could boost the audio quality enough to even be able to make it to where you could hear anything. Bruce, did you have any guests that really stood out to you? Yeah, you and know, um, several people, you know, come to mind. Some of them were, were my ex-students that, that uh, did things, and and I enjoyed uh, getting to hear what they're doing and and expressing there. And, I, and and honest with you, uh, I, I love listening to you and Robert. You know, uh, 
I can just sit here and uh, drink some drink some Gatorade, uh, fall asleep, come back in, and uh, you guys are still going good. And uh, I, I, I got I've gotten uh, I guess I've gotten some some credit for things I didn't even do. Hey, it takes a lot <laughs> to sleep well through a podcast, Bruce, and to be able to come back in and engage immediately. So <laughs> that's a skill. Yeah, I mean, we've had to mute your mic for snoring a couple of times, but other than that, it's been a really good journey. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. What are, uh, I didn't realize what I was getting into uh, with with Tony in doing this and encouraging this, but it's been an, an adventure. It's been a, a really good learning experience, and uh, I think it's been good for others to hear. Uh, even sometimes when we we don't don't sound like we. Uh, we were pre- prepared for what what happened. Honestly, some of the things we've done, we weren't prepared for what happened, and God took over. Were there any lessons that you guys have learned from guests that we've had on that you weren't expecting to learn, and maybe that really stuck with you and you've personally applied to your life? Hmm. Robert, does that question go to both of us or just to you? Oh, no, it, it goes to you first. Um, was that in our notes? Uh, I feel like I should have done more homework on that one. Um, the notes say, were there any common themes or lessons learned from the diverse perspectives of the guests? Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's a good thing. Um, I, I think that reflecting back in, and this will be one that's pretty recent for me, um, and this might have been off mic and stuff, so that's one of the things when you get people especially when they come into the studio and you're sitting around and hanging out, um, was Don and just the, um, yeah, I said that right. Uh, my brain's, I'm making sure. And just in some conversations around the importance of, you know, him being a music pastor and a pastor and all the different things that he's done of just aligning and connecting and engaging the journey that we're walking people through on a Sunday morning throughout a week because for him, it's like, how do you align the service? For me, when I hear that, I'm going, okay, do the songs we sing come in, come into contact with the text that we're teaching? And then how do we execute that throughout the week through a social media strategy, which you know gets back into what Justin was talking about? And how do we engage that into our discipleship and evangelism process, which gets back to, you know, the Why Do Small Churches Stay Small, you know, two-part podcast you were just talking about, and all of these different steps and things. I, I thought that for me was something that was really impactful, something that's been on my heart of how do I engage and and help people think through and walk through the text that we're in more, because it's through the Word of God that we see people change. And... um through the work of God, and a lot of times he does that through the teaching of his word and in, in, in our personal devotion and in large group settings. And so how do we help people as they step in? So anyway, that was really encouraging to me. I really enjoyed that. I think that might have even been an off-mic thing, but that was just really, really good for me of just yeah, kind of putting some together. He actually emailed me that um, that four-part series that he did on um, Hark the Herald, Angel Sing, that he talked about and worked through the text in that it was great it was i mean it was a multi-page like much longer than i anticipated uh much longer document than i anticipated it being of his sermon and how he worked through that and stuff yeah that's great bruce did you have anything to add to that um not off the top of my head right now but uh uh, i just i just find that i learned from our our listeners when we get when we get response and it makes me think again about what we're doing and what I'm doing and what could be improved. Now, I've been in ministry probably 55, 60 years. And most of that time, I was also being a, a, a university professor or doing something else. But I, uh, but I, I just, I'm one, I, I, I guess I look back and I can't even imagine how, how long I've been doing ministry. And, uh, and and what's happened in my life around it, and uh, honestly, I, I, you guys bring some things and some memories out um, that that um, amaze me, and uh, I think about. But ministry is is part of my lifeblood, and if I know it is Tony for you, and I know it is Robert for you, and it's just, it's what would we do without it? What would we do? We do 
uh, and what we have to share with others. If, if, it, hadn't, if it wasn't the ministry uh, that we've been doing, uh, even by, by, by vocationally. I, I agree completely. Yep, I agree. So we're going to dive in right now. We're going to transition out of that conversation. We'll revisit it in a different way in a little bit. But right now it's time to go to one of your absolute favorite moments of the Small Church Podcast. It is time for Headline News. It's time for Headline News, where Bruce, Robert, and Tony search the world over for the top headlines relevant to the Small Church Podcast, and then talk about it. And now Headline News. So we made it through the holiday season, almost. We're facing New Year's. We made it through the Christmas season, I can say that. And I say that intentionally that we made it through, because for uh, a lot of our listeners out there, for a lot of us, it's a very hectic time. It's uh, not very relaxing. And our article that we're going to discuss this week came from Lindsay Maestas. And I had never heard of Lindsay Maestas before coming across this article. My wife had. Uh, and she is a, uh, I guess, a very well-known, very well-followed blogger, author, speaker, and has a very successful podcast. Um, and she wrote an article uh, mid-December that talks about, uh, well, the title of it is Why We Stopped Going House to House for the Holidays. And, and she talks about how when she first got married and had her, her first child, I think she now has two kids uh, with her husband, that they Christmas was chaos. It was uh, just a very hectic day that it was going to visit family and they would do five different Christmases because of their family dynamics and seeing in-laws and relatives and that by the end of the day, they were exhausted. Her and her husband were at each other's throats. Their kids wouldn't even come home and open the presents or play with the toys that they'd gotten because they were just worn out from all of the travel, all of the back and forth. Uh, she said... It felt like every time we had to leave one house to head to another, people were disappointed that we were leaving so soon because we hadn't been there very long, uh, and it was five times the feeling like we'd let people down. And so finally, after a couple years of this, and her husband made the comment to her that he said, I don't enjoy Christmas at all, uh, that it was just madness. And they sat down and said, enough is enough. Something has to change with this. And they started saying, you know, we're, we're not doing this anymore. We are going to just be in our home for Christmas. We are going to celebrate with our immediate family here and not our extended family. And she even went, and one of the things that I loved that she said in the article is she said, we, we cling to Genesis 2.24 that says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh. She said, we cling to that uh, 360 days a year, but then on Thanksgiving and Christmas, we completely abandon that and we put our, our, family, our extended family ahead of our immediate family and to the detriment of everyone involved. And no one's happy, everyone's tired, we're exhausted, frazzled, and frustrated at the end of the day. And uh, I know that we've talked on this show uh, many times before. Robert, you at Thanksgiving was going to look a lot like that for you, going from place to place to place, thing to thing to thing. And then you had uh, sickness in your house to where that kind of got derailed. But uh, interested to hear your guys' thoughts is, is I know that there's a lot of that in my home. Uh, trying to balance all of the different family, all the different <coughs> obligations, places that we need to be, people that we need to see, and getting all of that done. And uh, yeah, curious to, to see your guys' thoughts and reflections on uh, Lindsay's article and her thoughts. Bruce, you want to go? I'm not trying to think. For us, um, we never lived near our families. And when we were doing ministry, we were always four hours away, five hours away. And so travel was always part of our holiday. And, and really, we didn't really enjoy that travel. And when we would get there, um, we really didn't have enough time, people coming in and out and real quick uh, celebrations and then moving on, that it really wasn't, it really wasn't fun. 
and we finally just made one holiday hours at, at home you and family could come to us but we weren't going to leave uh, to go anywhere else and that was thanksgiving you might think christmas but us thanksgiving was a holiday that we made our home holiday and honestly the kids even uh, look forward more to thanksgiving than, than they did christmas just because we got to stay home and some of the family came to us and it was just a wonderful time doing doing that but uh i still remember uh, the times when we traveled and one one year um i got sick i got the flu and we were at my mom and dad's house and i slept one whole day and then carol came in and told me he says we're going home tomorrow uh, i hope you're feeling better and uh, because i'm sick and uh, i thought what and anyways he said i promise you i'll drive i'll help drive and we went up got got the car you know packed and ready to go and we, we got in and carol got me out of bed and, and we were driving home and about about three hours in I said, Carol, I need help. She said, I'm sick too. Keep going. And uh, that, that's how much we wanted to get home and to be home. It doesn't, wasn't lacking loving the family. It just, uh, as, a, as a family, we couldn't really function as a family because uh, every, everybody else was there and, and uh, offering suggestions of what should happen. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, I, that, I didn't find holidays all very restful. Yeah, Bruce, I was a lot like you. I mean, when I was in ministry, I was never in ministry in the town that I grew up in. Um, right. for, a, for a season, we were in ministry in the town that Melissa was, was from, but it was a very, very short season. And um, and so her family and, and my family have always lived somewhere else. And we're in a space now that her family lives in, um, I mean, her mom lives in in the same same town that we live in same space we live in and my family lives about an hour and a half away and so we do day trips we don't go up and stay and things um some of and you know my mom doesn't know what a podcast is so thankfully she won't ever listen to this but you know because i I don't want to hurt i'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings when i say this but when especially when we had some lengthy drives and we were we were you know 10 12 hours away from from family for for a few years, things like Thanksgiving, it just didn't make sense. It wasn't doable. It wasn't doable for us to drive ten hours with three kids under six, and and make those trips and do those things kind of back to back in a month. We didn't have that kind of vacation time. We didn't have the things that we needed to do to to do that. And so, a lot like you, Bruce, we, I mean, I think ours, ours might be flipped or something, but like we traveled at Christmas and. We stayed home for um, for Thanksgiving, and we sat with our community groups, and we sat with friends, and we had, like, sometimes we would have breakfast at one person's house and lunch at another person's house and, and dinner at someone else, but it was super easy. It was just people we wanted to hang out with. We we Our kids played, and, and it was just a very different season, and it felt a lot more like if we didn't want to go, we didn't have to go. Uh, we didn't do as much of the stuff, and 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 sometimes one day you can handle the problem. A lot of times comes to, um, it, it's it's more than one day. Um, you know, you're doing this stuff over Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You've got kind of the days that surround that, and so I just think there's a lot of pieces there. With that, with all of that said, um, I mean, she, I think Tony, you said, I think you said this. They spend time with their family in the holidays. They spend time there. I, I couldn't imagine going through that. And I guess the thing is everybody doesn't get a day off. Like I was talking to Melissa, and I've got a couple of days I've got to use, and I'm like, hey, we're going to have like nine days. I won't have some work to do from home. I still have to speak two Sundays and things like that. But with some time that we get off at the church and a couple of vacation days I have left, I'm going to get like nine days in a row off and – and so I guess everybody doesn't get that. And so once the 26th kind of hits, a lot of people have to go back to work or something along those lines. And and so I guess there's a, a little bit of a luxury there. But for me, it's like, man, if I spend time with my family on the 25th, I'm celebrating the season of what we what we celebrate with Jesus regardless of what day right. I'm with my family. I can take the 26th or 27th and sit at home and put puzzles together and watch Christmas movies and drink apple cider in that space and time. So for me, the the day maybe doesn't mean as much. Um, when we were 
you know, my birthday is in December and my my mom my, my, and one of my sons is as well. And my mom was asked about my son and, and she's like, oh, you have a big day coming up. And I'm going, yeah, I guess. And she's like, it is a big day. And I'm going, it's just a day. I, I mean, like it doesn't, I'm thankful to have another trip around the sun. To the 25th is a, is a day. Jesus is the event. And so right. I, I'm good with whatever in those spaces as far as with family, not with family and some of that. But I do like the downtime, so I don't disagree with what she's saying in that. First off, when is your birthday? <laughs> December 14th. What? Yeah. That's like tomorrow? <laughs> well, we just passed that one up not too long ago, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we just passed it. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. I don't care. Uh, again, it's a day. I'm, I don't need anything. And how old did you turn on December 14th? On December 14th, I turned 48. 48 years old. Wow. Congratulations, man. Thanks, I'm, man. I'm sorry that we missed your birthday. It's all good. That's the kind of thing we could have celebrated on the Small Church Podcast. So we're we going to sing you. That. We're going to sing you a belated happy birthday right now. Oh, we don't have to. Ready? Let's not torture anybody with that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, belated, dear Robert. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. you. Have you seen the ep- Have you watched Big Bang Theory? I've never seen Big Bang Theory. There's an episode where it's Sheldon's birthday and everybody's singing Happy Birthday and Stephen Hawking is online. And of course, his is a very robotic kind of voice thing. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, and that's exactly what it was like. They were all singing and his voice would be like, and it was like it was in a round. And so it was just like that right there. So that was awesome. Well, happy birthday, Thanks, my man. friend. Sorry that we missed your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We would have had cake and pie. And Are you a cake person or a pie person? Uh, I am both. Uh, if anybody has seen me in person, you realize I like both of those things. And um, I'm in a boot right now trying to, because I need to not like those things less. But um, it's a... Um, a, a medical boot, not a cowboy boot, like a medical boot. Um, but, um, but I love cake so much, and uh, pecan pie, chocolate pie, are man, so stinking good. And then cake wise, man, ju- there's just nothing like. And I'll tell you, one of the best places, and this is not a good example, Cheddar's has an unbelievable chocolate cake. Just chocolate cake, chocolate icing with chocolate like shavings on top. That like a three or four you like layer. Too. Oh my goodness! Just three or four layer chocolate cake, chocolate icing, chocolate shavings with a little vanilla ice cream on it. That is that is that is the stuff right there. That is my favorite. All right, this is digressed so far. It doesn't matter. Topic, this is what we're doing. I mean, is- I think we all we all love our families. We want to spend time with them. We all also understand the fact that we need, and I say, I mean, extended families, parents, siblings, those things. And we all though understand the fact of that if we don't sit with our own kids and our own spouses in some seasons and reflect, our families, our parents are going to die. Our sisters. And brothers are going to move, and we're going to be away from them. And we're going to come to a place that our kids are going to get married. We're not going to have a relationship. We're going to have no traditions. We're going to have nothing in place, and they're not going to come. Okay, back to cake. There you go. <laughs> that, that sums it all up. Yeah, that sums it all up, and that was headline news. <laughs> and that was headline news. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And may God have mercy on your soul. Headline News. So that is that seg- that ending segment there. I add very little to this podcast. I'm talking almost nothing. Tony is a creative genius, um, and and it's it's insane to me how quickly he comes up with stuff. We were sitting here one day after the first segment of that, and I was like, "Man, you ever watched uh, Billy Madison?" He's like, "Yes." And I was like, "The scene where they're doing the thing in the auditorium where we are all now dumber for having heard." He's like, "Yes." And I was like, "That is exactly how I feel about headline news." But I actually felt like we closed that out pretty strong. Cake and understanding the importance of establishing traditions with family.
That that <laughs> sums up Christmas, right? Right there. I love cake so much. All right, so let's take a few minutes now, and we're going to have a whole episode on this next week where we're talking about the new year and resolutions and things that we can be looking forward to in the new year. But specifically from the podcast perspective, from our show's perspective, what are some things that you guys are excited about, some goals that maybe you have for our show in season two of the Small Church Podcast? Yeah, I'll tell you um, two things that I'm reflecting on and then um, kind of some goals. Um, this this year, doing this podcast from, you know, I think I kind of really kind of stepped in in August, August-ish, um, for these five months of the end of the year, it has just caused me to be kind of more intentional, uh, to think about the things that I do and how those things can not only help and encourage the church that I get a, the privilege to lead, the opportunity to sit alongside people, but also how maybe what am I doing that could encourage or help uh, other small church pastors. And then secondly, it's just, as I kind of said there a second ago, the daily ministry. It challenges me to think through that part. Um, I think I combined two things and I actually had to. So, um, yeah, those are my my big things there. This coming year, I'm I'm looking forward, as we kind of did a, a debrief a few weeks ago, and looking at upcoming topics and guests that we're reaching out to. I know we're looking at some some leadership people who are coming in that do some conversations. We've talked about doing um, some episodes around campus ministry with students and things, and having some people who, in our area that are really talented and gifted at working in campus ministry. There are varying ages, some younger, some older. Uh, Bruce, of course, has an insane amount of insight. Uh, not that Bruce is insane. He might be a little bit, but he has an insane amount of insight into campus ministry, uh, whether that is the high school or the college campus. He's got some great insight there. And so I just think that the guests that we're talking about and that we're reaching out to um, in this, in that December window that we've kind of spent some time starting to establish January, February, March, and that rhythm, and then just some thoughts, some conversations when we sit around and start throwing things around, like what does it look like to do ministry in 2024? What does it look like, you know, with you know this, you know, the conversation was a little bit silly and honestly a little bit scattered at times because you know we just ended up having to talk around something because of some technical difficulties. But what does it look like in 2024 with AI? What does it look like with social media? What does it look like with all the things that kind of come at us and what we do? And I really think we've got a decent pulse on some things that we're facing that if it doesn't help anybody else, we're going to have some great dialogue yeah, around stuff yeah. that we're bumping up against. So I'm pumped. I'm ready for 2024 to get here and do it. You know, that was always my train of thought when when I was preaching, teaching in a church every single week was the 25, 30 hours of time that I spend on this message. There were times earlier in my, in my ministry when you'd spend all this time, you'd pour your heart, your soul, blood, sweat, and tears into studying and preparing, and then you'd walk away from Sunday and feel like no one got anything out of that. And uh, Sunday afternoon was the most depressing time. The Monday morning and Sunday afternoon are the hardest times of the week for any vocational minister. And I got to a place in my my ministry where I, I got to a place of saying that my time investment and emotional investment and spiritual investment into that preparation each week, if I have felt like I've learned more about myself and more about my God through the preparation uh, and the study of what I'm teaching that weekend, then it's already a win. And it doesn't matter if anybody else gets anything out of it. If I know that I have been changed because of what the Lord has done through that process in me, then if everyone else walks away saying, man, that was incoherent and I got absolutely nothing out of it. I'm now I, dumber I, for, I, for that. Heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that 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 investment of time and energy was worth it because I grew out of that. And that's really kind of how I feel about this show is that at the end of each week that if I feel like this was, this was, I learned something here, I feel like I've grown because of the things that you guys have said and the things that our guests have said and the discussion conversations that we've had, that if our listenership plummets, 
uh, if no one at all listens to this episode of, of the show, then it was worth the, the time investment coming in because when I enjoyed uh, the conversation, the camaraderie that, that we've built in this, and I've learned something from you guys and from our guests. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing is I'm pretty transparent about that on stage because I do speak at a, you know, <clears throat> 52 Sundays in a year. I speak at probably 40 of them. And, um, and, and I'm pretty transparent of, hey, you know, if you think this is hard, if you think the scripture is hard for you to hear, you should have been in my shoes all week because I'm just giving you kind of the easy version. Like I've been sitting and wrestling and working through this all, all week long. And so I'm pretty transparent about that, that this is a lot of times harder on me than it is on you. And, and if, you're, if you're feeling the Holy Spirit tugging, um, be thankful. Be thankful that God's speaking, that God's working, and then how willing are you to be obedient and step into that? So, yeah, that's good. Bruce, Bruce? you got anything to add to that? What are you looking forward to uh, in the new I, year? What well, I look forward to in the new year is, is continuing on what we're doing. But I, I learn uh, whenever I'm preparing something for a congregation, it's not just for them, it's for me too. And I learn uh, and come and get new insights. And sometimes I walk away saying, they may not get anything out of it, but I sure did. And uh, and, and that's the way I felt about maybe some of the sermons I preached. They, I hope they hit, hit uh, ears that were needing, but I know that they hit mine and then they were needed to, uh, for me. And so, so I think that that's, that's something that preachers, we, you know, we don't sometimes recognize for people and don't tell people, but uh, more of what I preach uh, is, a, is something I've learned in, the, in Scripture, learned in the process of the sermon. Uh, then, um, and for me, and maybe even for the congregation, and so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the things we learn. I'm looking forward to this new year just to see what you guys come up with and uh, the, the, the insights. This is, a, this is a very creative group, and I, I feel honored to be a part of this. Uh, this, uh, um, uh, what did we say, Tony? Activity, uh, ministry. Uh, we're we're finally we can reach people who we might not have reached any other way through this, and I, and I hope we continue to do that. And and it is meaningful, and we can go and reach our resources. And I I have a number of students who are who are now in ministry doing professionally, and. Um, I'd still like to get some of them in, and, and i just like to listen to them for myself. And, and uh, some of them really have a great deal to say in a, in a, in a global way, and I'd like to, like to be able to be in, uh, maybe involve more of that. And I've not really um, pulled them into things as much as I'd like to have, and so I'd like to do a little bit more of that. And one of the things that I'm excited about is when, before we started our first episode, Bruce and I sat down and made a list of topics and guests that we thought that we could have that fit those topics. And we wanted to outline 25 episodes. <clears throat> and so we had, we had topics and possible guests for 25 episodes of the show. And of those 25, we have maybe covered seven or eight of those. Then, Robert, you and I got together about a month or so ago and did the same thing, really looked at what are some, now that we have kind of a grasp of what the show looks like and who our audience is, what are the, the things that we want to look at talking about in the future? And uh, who, who are some people that we could bring in to help be a part of that conversation? I was really worried when we decided we were going to do this show um, around this time last year. I was really worried. How, how do we generate content week after week after week uh, to, to keep this thing going? And now I'm looking, and uh, I don't think we have any shortage of content or people that we can bring in to discuss. And a lot of times, as we saw last week, the conversation generates itself. And so I'm really looking forward to that, diving into some new things, talking to some new people, uh, and uh, hearing your guys' thoughts on the things that are impacting you, uh, what's moving you in life and in ministry, uh, and hearing more from our guests. We are about out of time, but before we wrap this thing up, we want to close out with our final segment of this show, uh, our year-end review of Pastor's Picks. And now, Pastor's Picks. What are we reading? What are we watching? What are we listening to? Does anyone really care? Probably not, but we will tell you anyways. 
All right, so what I want to do, what I want to do this week for Pastors Picks is kind of have a free for all here as we're reviewing our year. What was something that looking back on your entire year, it can either be a book, it can be an article, it can be a podcast, it can be a show, it can be a movie, wherever you want to go with. Is there something that as you think back on the last year that really stands out of saying this was my thing this year, if I could recommend one book to read, one movie to watch, one podcast to listen to, uh, what was that thing for you this past year? I want to say, and I've said this a lot, John Mark Comer, uh, ruthless, the, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Not easy to say, honestly, not easy to read, but it is a great book. I think I read it in a day and a half. Um, it is it is crazy, challenging, really intense. And through that, it kind of led me into his podcasts and kind of just following him on social media and some things like that. And his um, his ministry, Practicing the Way, has just been really good, really good season for me. So yeah, that's my that's my jam for um, for twenty twenty three. Bruce, how about you? Uh, I'm going back. Um in this last year or so and looking at things that I had read a long time ago and had an impact on me and I'm starting to go back and, and read them again. And, and one of them is by Fred Craddock uh, called Overhearing the Gospel, preaching and teaching the faith of persons who have heard it all before, or at least think they have. And it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, he's quite a storyteller and he's trying, and he's telling us and we're listening if the, the pre- preaching uh, is, is needs to be in terms of a story in ways which people can remember and relate to and um, would, would like to listen to instead of we force upon them and do things to that. So uh, that one and, and a book that a long time ago in campus ministry, No Longer Strangers, is, is a book that I come back from relational theology and come back and look at periodically. And it's, it's that time again for me over the years to come back to that book again. And because there was just so much in it, uh, and about relational theology, about the the way the way relationships work and how God uses relationships, and um, so those are two of the two things I like to that I've been looking at lately, and uh, find it meaningful for me. That's great. Uh, for me, I, I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. Uh, Timothy Ferris. I listen to his podcast every week. Uh, I think it's just the Tim Ferris Show, is what it's called. Um, he he gives some great insights into life and leadership, and the guests that he has on, uh, I think, are very knowledgeable and informative, and, and I really enjoy that. I uh, also revisited a book that I read several years ago, but revisited again several times throughout this year. In fact, it was kind of the uh, catalyst, the inspiration for, Robert, one of your favorite episodes, and it's his book, Tribe of Mentors. Um, Really, really loved that, digging into that. Uh, Again, again, it's something that I've revisited several times throughout the year. Uh, And so even though I've never met him, never had a conversation with him, I'm sure I never will, uh, really enjoy the the work of Tim Ferriss. Uh, So that would be mine this year if you wanted to pick up that book four-hour work week. I think there's a lot of great life lessons in there. And that for us is Pastor's Picks. That was Pastor's Picks. All right. Well, that is just about all the time that we have for this year-end summary of the Small Church Podcast. We hope that wherever you are, wherever you're listening, that you have had a good time reliving the last year with us. And we're so excited and anxious looking forward to year number two, season number two of the Small Church Podcast. I want to remind you that wherever you are, however you are listening to our show, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. New content coming out every single Tuesday morning. You can find a new episode of the Small Church Podcast. If you have something that you would like to say, something that you would like to hear from us, you can find us on Facebook, HireMinistries.com. You can find us there. You can also reach out to us on uh, many of your social media outlets. We would love to hear from you. Love to continue the conversation and be sure that you're getting the content that you want out of us here at the Small Church Podcast. Again, we want to thank all of our listeners for the last year. Have a great, happy new year.